Men, it's time to make friendship a priority in your life. It is time to get clarity on what a true spiritual friend is. And we are here to help you do just that. In this season of the Cross Training Ministries podcast, Joe Barnard and myself, Evan McGinty, are going to guide you to discover 10 marks of a spiritual friend. We're going to help you get on a path of spiritual growth with a band of brothers. Let's get started. All right, Joe, let's talk about spiritual friendship again. And I want to start by just telling you about a conversation I had with a friend uh, earlier this week, uh, kind of get some advice. I, I may have been off base in some things I said, so I want to run it by you. We were just hanging out, two of us. Uh, he and I have been friends for years, close friends, spiritual friend for me. And we ended up just you know, talking about our friendship in general. And I said something to him that may have been offensive. I'm not sure. Uh, but I told him, I, I said, you know what? You and I aren't going to be friends forever. You realize that, right? Uh, which is you know, probably not something you should tell like you know, your friend that's close to you. Hey, you and I are you know, not always going to be friends. Uh, you're supposed to maybe harken back to that uh, you know, little girl idea of a BFF. You, know, you got best friends forever. We're always going to be so close. And, and, uh, but I, I, I kind of wanted to communicate the reality of the situation. And that's just, I value his friendship and where we're at right now. And he's uh, been an encouragement to me. However, if I look at my life 10 years ago, the guy who was who he is for me right now was someone totally different with a different name. And uh, as we move through life, uh, people move. Uh, we move. Uh, life transitions. And as we do so, some of those friendships transition. And that's, I grieve that. I don't, you know, I, uh, I hope that I remain friends with this guy for uh, a long time. Um, but there is the possibility that he's going to get a different job and move and we're, we're going to lose some contact. Um, but I think that what I wanted to communicate to him and what I'd like to communicate to other guys just through this podcast series is that there is value in spiritual friendship, period. Not that there's value in a single person's name. Not that you know, I value my relationship with you, Joe, but our friendship may not last forever. So I'm going to need another Joe in my life. And so we are trying to point guys towards the value of spiritual friendship, no matter who it may be with, uh, at different phases of life. Am I? Did I? Did I tell my friend something awful there? Am I? Am I, I jerk for having great, said that? I think it's a great, honest point. Uh, Samuel Johnson, uh, a great thinker in the 1700s, who wrote a good bit about friendship, talks about how you know our friends should be like a well-stocked wine cellar. And what he mm. means by that is you've got to constantly replenish it because. For any number of circumstances, uh, you know, you mentioned at our stage, it's that people move or get a different job. Other stages of life, people pass away. Um, mm -hmm. And so there's this sense that if, you, if you're static and think, okay, I'm just going to keep what I have, you're going to end up being impoverished. Whereas mm -hmm. there is this need uh, to think about who do I want to have that continuity? Because often you can make that effort, but also uh, to have that eye open to, to new relationships that providentially God may bring into your life. So I think that's a great point. Yeah. And it made me think more this week, just on the fact that uh, as we've been talking about the characteristics of a spiritual friend, because we're in, I don't know, like episode seven or eight, some, somewhere in there, we've, we've labeled a good number of traits now of what a spiritual friendship can be and should be. Uh, but it almost can be overwhelming when you start to think of 
Do I have that friend? Do I have that one guy? And I think it's important for us to remember that we're not talking about one friendship because that's daunting. I think for me to think through, man, am I that? Do I have all those characteristics for, for every, you know, this one guy? I don't know that I do. Uh, and can I find that one guy and can I keep him the rest of my life? Can he not move and I not move? And let's just, uh, I, I think we're setting guys up for failure if that's what we're pitching. I think the vision we want to pitch for guys is that you need to surround yourself not with just one spiritual friend, but you really need a group of guys that there is value that comes with spiritual friends, plural, not just one. And look, it's hard enough to find one friend. Let's be honest. We, we, we feel that struggle as guys raising kids with careers. It is difficult to go out and find a friend and especially a spiritual friend. So I know we're asking a lot here, but isn't it worth it, Joe? And what, what value? Is there any value to be added there within two or three? Yeah, and I think I think you're right. Uh, you're looking you're looking to a group. Um, I'm, I'm not I'm not some sort of a crazy Lord of the Rings fan. However, one of the things that Tolkien did with Lord of the Rings that's so interesting is he took up in the whole epic tradition. You always had a hero, an individual, and what he decided it wasn't just that there'd be a hero and a friend, but that it would be a fellowship. There'd be a band, a group that together would be what was needed to get through the dangers. And there's just that wonderful insight that. that uh, you need a variety of different people. And, and from that circle, these different traits are going to emerge. Uh, and it may be, you know, combined through different relationships. But yeah, you don't want a single load-bearing wall, whether it's your spouse or a single male friend. You know, you're wanting, a, you know, a house that's built with multiple load-bearing walls to uh, sustain the structure as a whole. So that's what we're, that's what we're talking about. Yeah, that's excellent. And another thought that's come to me this week as I've thought about those spiritual friends. And I like that image of a can't have a single load bearing wall. Uh, As I've looked at the walls that I have in my life, one glaring uh, trait that I think we've missed, like we just totally have passed over uh, as I sat with my spiritual friends this week is the fact that, okay, yes, spiritual friendship is We've got complacency cops. We've got lie detectives. We've got sparring partners. But, but Joe, it sounds so serious. It <laughs> sounds, it's like it sounds so daunting and serious. And what we missed is something I experienced this past week with my friends: laughter and fun. It, is there any room for laughter and fun in the realm of spiritual friendship? Yeah, you know, we're bumping up against, I think, of uh, probably an assumption of prejudice that most of us carry with us that like, if, if we just use the term spiritual friend, I mean, I can tell you, my mind goes to, uh, you know, some adult Sunday school classroom at, uh, you know, some evangelical church in the States where, uh, honestly, it's a set of really nice people that look like they belong from the 1990s. Um, <laughs> and, you know, you can have a good Bible study with them. But let's just say that if, if there was anything fun going on in your life, this would be the last set of people that you would want to include to that event. And um, so you know, we, we got to move beyond that and realize there's nothing, uh, there's nothing that indicates that spiritual friends can't have all of the, the, the laughter, the joy, uh, tears, the, you know, the full range of what we associate with friendship, that that can't be included into this friendship, which isn't less, it's more than the good friendships that we enjoy elsewhere. Uh, That's great. That's great. And so let's introduce then our characteristic for today that we want to say a spiritual friend is. Uh, We're talking about the idea of a spiritual friendship being your spare ticket. Spiritual friend is your spare ticket. Outline what you mean by that. 
Yeah. Uh, so again, if you, if you're, if, if you get a ticket, uh, whether it's the movie theater, whether it's to, uh, a sports match, a game, um, and you know, you think, who do I want to take with me? Um, it's, it's not that person from your, your Bible study class more than likely. Um, but there is somebody in your mind and, and the goal with spiritual friendship is that these aren't just people that, again, like you said, that it's, uh, you know, it's your trench buddy who's willing to hold you accountable. And it's, you know, the person who's asking you these kind of like counseling questions. It's also somebody that when there are those moments in life, good or bad, mm -hmm. uh, you want to share them with mm -hmm. this person. And so, yeah, that spare ticket. You'd love this person to be a part of your life for these uh, critical moments. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever had someone ask you, hey, Joe, what do you do for fun? Or Joe, do you have any hobbies? You know, do you? Uh, a lot of times that's a question we ask other guys, sometimes just to get to know you thing. Hey, let me learn more about who you are and what you do. But uh, most of the time it's like, Hey, who are you? What do you do? Is there something you and I could do together? Uh, you know, it's interesting. The things that we enjoy, the, the things that we call fun or things that, uh, you know, bring us joy in our lives are, are often not things that we do alone. Like, Fun activities are things that you have a spare ticket to at some point, whether it be, yeah, the, the things like golfing or whatever. Uh, but even it could be things like reading books and stuff like that. There are hobbies, I think, that guys have that they don't want to do alone, that they'd like to share that experience with other guys. And I think that that rings true still of spiritual friendship, that this is a shared activity that you want to do with other guys and that it does bring you joy to do amongst uh, one another. I think, unfortunately, uh, the culture today has kind of stolen the idea of laughter and fun and has hijacked it. Uh, you know, the devil does a good job of distorting <laughs> some of uh, good things like laughter, but there is, uh, there's a lot to be had there, I think, still within healthy laughter, fun amongst friends uh, even if you're spiritual friends, it doesn't have to be so serious all the time. And so, you know, down, uh, I don't know, uh, harping and that kind of, that kind of idea. Yeah. I think, you know, with the diagnostic questions, uh, if my wife and I often ask with our family and with our children is, are we laughing? Mm. You know, if that's just, if at the table, like when we're having meals, if we're laughing, it indicates something's healthy. Uh, and I think that's true with just friendship and, you know, with, with, the, the so-called spiritual friends that you have in your life, um, you know, we should be asking, you know, is there laughter? Because it's one of the most basic ways that we bond as human beings and, uh, and just show that, that, you know, that we, we're, we're a cohesive group. And um, I, I was with a group of guys last fall. Uh, we were on a spiritual retreat together. And just what was so clear at the end of it, I mean, we, we just laughed and laughed and laughed. And we had lots of serious talk about the trajectory of our lives and our struggles but man, it was just such a rich time. And I think that was so refreshing. And that's what we want are these relationships where you, you just step away and have that relief of just having uh, enjoyed each other's company and nobody having taken themselves too seriously. Yes, yes. And I, I truly believe, I don't, do your kids have like a keyboard, like one of these, uh, I don't know, old, uh, my kids have keyboard. Anyway, you know, if you've played around on any of these old keyboards, they make weird noises, right? And so they, you can select the different, If okay, you want a piano or an organ, but then they go off in random stuff, like, you know, the sounds of a choir or the sounds of crows. But I think if the keyboard had a, a button, a function for friendship, the noise it would make is laughter. 
I think it would make just all kinds of laughter on different scales. Because I think the, the sound of friendship is laughter. If you walk into a coffee shop and you look at a table of people, you know they're friends because if they're laughing together, they're having a good time. So there, there is uh, an element, uh, and that's really, what is that? That's an element of an overflow of joy and common bond. And man, even you look at, you mentioned just the, how you walked away from that retreat feeling, you know, it just changed how you felt, right? Yeah. Uh, you look at even just the medical science of some of this and they say, man, laughter's good. Laughter's a good medicine. This is, it actually right. relieves stress and tension, can take away anxiety. Uh, so there is good to be have, had in this. But however, I want to say, because I don't want to like say, uh, you know, comedy is, is what we, we want you to do in, right. your, in your friendship circles. What, why, why not label this trait of a spiritual friendship? Your, your friend should be a stand-up comic. You know, why, why aren't we saying that? Yeah, I think, I think we've also got to recognize the, uh, the danger of laughter, the danger mm. of uh, especially male banter. Uh, there's, mm. it, it's part of how we relate. So at one level, it's just normal and good. Uh, but we've all had friendships and been in friend circles with other men where people were hurt with the way the laughter came about, that there was always uh, somebody at the end of a joke um, who was ridiculed in a way that they were torn down. Um, often there was somebody who had a sense of superiority. And so they could be critical. And when they were critical, then, you know, every, all the other guys kind of laughed because they wanted to be in with this other person. And so, you know, not all male banter is constructive and helpful. Mm. And uh, so we've got to really just ask, well, what kind of, um, laughter are we talking about that that speaks of a healthy dynamic yeah. and i think where laughter what's what's amazing about the potential of laughter is it, it it diffuses pride um you know anytime you get two or three four guys together each of us has something that, that we feel like we're good at something that gives us a sense of importance and if you're willing for that part of you to be treated lightly what happens is it levels the playing field and so, you know, it says that, hey, look, we're rather than one of us being above the other, nobody's nobody's above, you know, the ridicule. And then it becomes a space of humility. And if, mm. you know, if the objective, if it's not to tear down, but if it's just this, in a sense, to unite together, and again, to show that nobody's better than anybody else, there's no self-importance that we're, in, that we're going to take seriously here. You know, if you elevate yourself, we're going to take you back down. Then all of a sudden, you know, it really becomes a kind of uh, shared platform and all guys are on a level playing field. And I think that space is really healthy. Yeah. I, I'm glad you said it that way, because as you started, uh, honestly, I felt like a, a knife driven into my heart as you started to say, Oh, we got to be careful, not cutting each other down. Cause I'll be honest, like in my group of friends, there's a lot of times when we're joking around and perhaps the healthy banter turns into unhealthy banter. Maybe, maybe I, take it, I, I can take it too far. I think my friends could certainly accuse me of taking it too far at times. I know one thing I've told some of my friends is, you know, we're close when I really start to roast you. If I'm just constantly roasting you, but how do I, how do I gauge some of that? Are you, is it okay to roast our friends? Is it okay? How, how do we know when we've taken it too far and have gone away from just healthy banter of, Hey, we're all even here to, and you're really kind of on a trip. I don't know. You're, you're, you're tearing somebody down. How, how do I know when I've gone too far? Because sometimes I'm just having a good time. Yeah. I think uh, you don't want a whipping boy in the group. That's mm. um, easy to have. Um, the person who's easy to make fun of. Um, 
inevitably that those persons, they often are willing to take it, but that speaks in their own way of kind of a, of, of a pain of a role that they've adopted, which is not healthy for their own spiritual growth. Um, I think part of it is just if, 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 if we're all taking licks, you know, <laughs> that's where it's kind of healthy is, is when, again, nobody's sacred. Uh, and, uh, and I think that's part of what, like I said before, humor does, um, it takes away the pretense. Um, and so, and I think it's got to be matched with some seriousness as well. And this is where this idea of a spare, spare ticket, you know, we're thinking of somebody, yes, that you laugh with or a group that you laugh with, but also a group that you have genuine conversation, uh, which mm. speaks of depth. And a lot of male groups, they can do the laughter, they can do the banter, but you never actually have conversation about stuff that's important. You never get insight from your friends that really is, you know, helpful in life. And that that speaks of a superficial relationship that you've got to balance both. You want to be able to go deep and also go light with these guys. Yeah. No. And I think that idea that you brought in there, that it's not just, okay, laughter alone, that there's something deeper here, that there's actually conversation that you want to have. uh, And that sometimes that conversation is going to be funny and that's okay. But honestly, you're trying to find the people that, yeah, if you hadn't an opportunity to have just conversation, a valuable conversation with, uh, that's what's helpful. I, <laughs> my wife is always surprised at me. So I do a, a annual uh, hiking trip with some friends and uh, it, it involves a long car ride, you know, on the way there and back. And she found out this year that in that car ride, we never listen to music. Like the radio is never on for that long car ride. And here we are, a bunch of guys sitting in a car together. And, and why is the radio on? Why isn't it on? Well, it's because we're taking all those hours and we're actually talking. It's like our one time a year to have eight hours worth of long conversation with each other. And that's like such a valuable part of that hiking trip for us is because, hey, here's our chance to just kind of talk things out and talk about a vision for our life and just talk about struggles over the past year. And and there's something to that, that there's a, hey, there's a group of guys that you want to get in a car with and not turn the radio on. <laughs> you, yeah. you want the silence so that you can approach topics that are difficult, perhaps. There is. I think you're right there. There is something to that kind of friendship where sometimes it's fun and lighthearted and funny, but at other times, it does. those guys are willing to go with you in those other darker areas as well. So, yeah. Yeah, and I think... Uh... You know, it's worth it's worth guys thinking about conversation, why it's so important, um, because I, I I love that image of being in a car with guys that, that talk because, you know, I've also been in the opposite where, you know, where you're, you know, you're on the six hour drive to some conference or something. Uh, and truth be told, unless you keep asking questions, <laughs> it would either be silent or, you know, just going to be the radio or something. And you say, well, why does that matter? And it matters because, you know, conversation is where we get to we have to explore things that we, you know, alleyways that we wouldn't go down because somebody else thinks to raise a topic. And then we get to test our own views in a safe environment where, you know, uh, it's not a lecture and there's nobody who's just telling me what I need to think, but I can offer my thoughts, but then they spark against somebody else's and you get that iron sharpening iron uh, dimension. And so there's enough, there's enough important stuff in life that we're dealing with that, you know, there needs to be conversation with other people in order to know how on earth we're going to navigate just the ordinary stuff. So Mm -hmm. if you're not talking about stuff with people, you know, it's showing that uh, you're either ignoring important stuff 
or you don't have the relationships that allow you to have those kinds of conversations. Yeah. And it's uh, the closer you grow to guys, uh, laughter comes into play with some of that. I know with my friends, as I've, I like how you talked about, you get to bring out your point of views and the things you've been thinking about and wrestling with them, kind of vocalize them maybe for the first time, say some of the things. And uh, there have been times when I vocalize some stuff and they're like, Evan, you are, what are you talking about, man? <laughs> and they, they can kind of pick and be like, okay, you're way off base or you're just, you're being silly. Like that's, that's ridiculous. And they, we can kind of laugh later about how absurd some of the things in my own head are. And, but when they're trapped in my own head and, and I'm constantly turning it over and over and never have a chance to get it out there and wrestle with it with other guys, uh, I never hear how absurd some of the things I think, some of, some of the ways I uh, plan and that kind of stuff. It's like, oh, that's, you're taking that too far. And we can have some healthy banter about it. Uh, that's helps me to walk away laughing uh, about, okay, get light, I take a lighthearted approach. Sometimes I take myself too seriously, which is where I need spiritual friends. Cause I take way too seriously some of the issues in my life. And they're like, dude, let's be, you, you need to calm down. You need to calm down and they're get a little more lighthearted here. Yeah. And I think that's, that's how we're wired. You know, we, we all really believe that the world stands or falls based on what's going on in our own personal little sphere. Mm-hmm. And the, the more opportunities we get to realize that no, actually like there's a much bigger world than just what goes on between my ears. Um, <laughs> you know, there's just such a healthy perspective that comes with that. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Well, all right. So I guess just to, to bring us to a close here, unless you have something else that you wanted to talk about, I, what I would say is if you're, if you have a spiritual friend and you're looking to make it a time of fun and laughter, the worst thing you can do is force it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Don't yeah. try to force funny. All right. That, that just doesn't work. It doesn't work. So is spiritual growth funny? And is it? No, I don't think so. Not necessarily. It's not necessarily funny. However, if you will get together with a group of guys and start growing spiritually, funny will happen. It's just right. going to happen uh, because that's what friendship and groups of people, uh, uh, scenarios naturally arise. So uh, we're not trying to tell you, hey, go be the, the stand-up comedian in your group. We're saying is gather a group of guys that are really friends. And guess what? Funny is going to happen and don't reject it. Embrace it because there's a whole uh, host of emotions that go alongside of a true spiritual friend. Um, So thank you guys for joining us this week. And we look forward to talking more about spiritual friendship next week. Thank you for taking time to listen in to this conversation. I hope that we've provided some clarity for what a spiritual friendship can be. But now, it's your turn. If you don't have a friend who's laughing alongside you, well, now is the time to find one. Also, if you have a group of friends and you're looking for ways to challenge one another to grow spiritually, please visit our website, xtrainingministries.com. The link is in the show notes. We're working hard to carve out a pathway for groups of men to train in spiritual fitness. We would love to have you and your friends join in with us. If you haven't already, subscribe to this podcast. And next week, you'll get to hear Joe and I talk about yet another mark of a spiritual friend.